whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Hi, Aaron. Hi, how are you? Second date within a week. You know, on the third. Oh, I know, man. <laughs> You know what time it is. Listen, you know what time it is on number three. Yeah, I know. I know what time it is on number three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so glad it worked out again. I probably yeah, I don't have here. the same questions. So oh, it's okay. Man. I'll, I'll, probably, I'll try to formulate. I'll try to formulate some uh, good enough answers. We'll see how we go here. I haven't smoked yet, but uh, I'm looking at it right here, huh? Ah, uh -huh. Right. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> After the interview. I told Roxanne. I told Roxanne before we got on the call. It's like I just told her. I was like, every time you ask me a question for now, Roxanne, I'm just gonna be like, weed. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, weed. I mean, um, last week it was less than two weeks until the records out. <laughs> yeah. And uh, now it's in two days. Yes, yes, it is. It sure is. It's pretty crazy. Two days. How are you feeling? See? Oh, I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. I, I keep, I, what's embarrassing is I'll be by myself and, and it'll hit me in waves and I'll be like, I'm doing it. <laughs> you know, but by myself, like, there's nobody around. I'm just like in my car or something. I'm just like, what's happening? And the single tear comes. I, I turn to look at the guy in the car next to me. He's like, what the hell is wrong with you? I'm like, I'm happy. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I, I feel good though, man. I, I keep, um, Man, I, there's still stuff to do. I want to, I want to kind of kick my feet up and relax. But I know I still got a little more things to tie up before it drops. And uh, you know, I think we're coming in at number three here in the states on the charts. Um, and and it's looking like there's a good shot at number one in the next couple of weeks too. You know, so I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm so excited. Seriously, Thank this you, is amazing. Yeah. This is amazing. Pretty pumped. I mean, it's. Uh, I've been listening to the record. I was lucky enough to listen to the record beforehand, obviously. And mm -hmm. um, seriously, still, I can't pick a favorite. I can't. Yeah, it's just yeah. every single song, 12 songs, it's mind-blowingly good. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, I've, I've been going, you know, I, I had to, got to listen to it in the car recently. I, I know this thing where I don't listen to my music for a long time. Yeah. I'm just like I can't, I can't keep sitting in it because if I do, then I'm just gonna keep critiquing and over critiquing. So I step back and I, I turn it up real loud in the car and I was like, this is amazing, you know. So I'm I'm happy, you know. I've been getting kind of the feedback from people and I'm happy that that cats kind of feel the same way I do, which is like I was trying to make a record that was gonna cross genres, man. It was gonna get people from other other platforms to come into rock and roll for just for a moment in time, you know, just because I think it, it could we could use a little fresh breath of life in rock right now, you know. Mm -hmm. But how awkward is it when you listen to yourself in the car? And do you go like, do you roll up the windows and be like, this is my music, guys. This is my music. Every now and again, I do that. Every now and again, I do that. And I stopped, though, because people started judging me. So I stopped. <laughs> I was like, you guys, right here. You guys, you guys hear this guy? That's me. And they're like, who cares? F.I. By the record. Oh. It's out of two days. I got a record. I got a record coming out in a couple of days, you guys. Hit me up. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> you are. But um, on the record itself, you obviously sing, you play the guitar, and you told yeah. me you play the bass on some songs. Yeah. Yeah. But do you usually play with a band, like a certain people that you surround yourself with? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have a, I have a three-piece rock band that I usually play with um, that's kind of interchanged, you know, um, throughout the years. 
Um, so, but yeah, I have a three piece crew, but in, in my mind, when I first started this thing, it was like, it was, you know, my project was called Aaron Jones in the way, which was like kind of my, my nod, you know, I'm paying homage to, to bands like cream and, and the experience, Jimmy Hendrix and experience and, you know, um, Steve, C. Ray Vaughn and double trouble, you know, um, and uh and so for me like you know starting out with that i i really admire that three-piece rock on the stage and how big cast even bands like nirvana you know and how big that sound could be and and, and uh, i kind of just always stuck with it i mean also you know and kind of playing the bars and and circle cycling the bar scene in seattle you know just you didn't want to have to split a bunch of money you know a hundred dollars for a show you don't want to split a hundred dollars like five different ways you know so it's like you get in there with three cats and make it simple but somehow that that just created this really crazy sound you know like this really interesting interpretation of rock and roll which is kind of both simple and and chaotic at the same time you know mm. but it's on a, the record um, did you record with uh, certain people or was it like for the other instruments do you have like a go-to uh person yeah. and it's like you play the bass and you play the drums <laughs> I did. I, I had a lot of that. I had, there was a lot, man. I had um, different members that have been drum, drum uh, just band members throughout my, my career from really from, you know, my first indie record to, to now. Mm -hmm. I, I flew in a, a buddy of mine who used to play with me back in, you know, back in the early two, uh, 2013. And, you know, I had a bunch of different cats. So I've had, a, it's a bunch of different drummers and a bunch of different bass players. And, you know, because the sounds, like every song has a unique sound, you know, and not yeah. not everybody was gonna be able to translate that. You know, I got my my main guy Bob Lovelace, my main bass player. He's a really kind of almost a lead bass player. He's like really rock heavy, you know. Um, so and his sound he hits hard and his sound is really driving, you know. So he sounds really great on these heavier, hard hitting songs. But if I want to play something more funky, it's gonna be harder. I mean, playing with him is not gonna, you know, it's he's not gonna really interpret funk that same way. So I, I'll go call the guy who plays the funk, you know. I'll go call the dude who like. You know, can can slap at the bass. Is what they say. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so that's uh, yeah, great. I, I mixed it up. I mixed it up, you know. Yeah. And um, sometime when we're hopefully going to be able to see you live over here in Germany, um, do you have like a, a touring band already cast? Like, okay. Yeah. You got to come with me. <laughs> I've already got my cats. I already got my cats already ready to go, yeah. man. So, you know, and, and like, like I said, that's the luxury of playing with a three piece band, you know. Yeah. Um, It's like, you know, just me and two other dudes. So I don't have to really make it real complicated. You know, when it's time to go, it's time to go. I, I will say this, though. There is a uh, a level of preparation that has to go into it that we will certainly have to, you know, put a lot of effort into. Just having sat on our asses for the last year and a half or whatever you want to call it. Like, hmm. you know, we really got to get in the room together and and uh, and grind on it. But, you know, as these shows are popping up, I think we're really going to start to meld and people really get a chance to see This sound, I mean, I think that this is probably one of the unique, most unique live sounds um, that most people will get a chance to see. And just in the way that we play, you know, we, we really kind of conjure up that old school rock and roll feeling. And with a three-piece band, it's like, you know, it's me on the vocal, it's me on the guitar, the rhythm guitar and the lead guitar. And then I'm leading a band of people at the same time. So it's, it's really fun to watch. And uh, yeah, because um, but as you said, it's like old school rock and roll feeling. If you could choose the venues that you want to play, would you rather go mm. for like a cool indie kind of underground jazz bar <laughs> thing mm. or like an actual concert venue? Like uh, at this point, probably a concert venue. I, I do yeah. have an affinity, appreciation for like yeah. the, the broken down, more intimate shows. Yeah. But I really, you know, the concert 
I, I've yet to experience a big concert. You know, I've had a few really, really big shows, but like, you know, it'd be nice to kind of sit in that place for a while. I'll probably change my answer in a year or two. I'm like, oh yeah, it'd be great to get back to the jazz lounge, you know. But <laughs> you know, but right now, yeah, it's like that's kind of my my focus right now is getting back on those bigger stages. Yeah, I mean, obviously everybody's thirsty for live music, and yeah, especially yeah, with a sure. lot of people dancing and ha having fun, and <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think you told me that Killing Season was your favorite mm -hmm. song on the record. Why is that? Yeah, uh, I, I just, it, it's one of those songs, first of all, it's in drop D, so that's, for, that's a, the first time I think most people will get a chance to hear me in alternate tuning. I mean, both those songs, so Mercy and, and Killing Season are in, in, in really interesting tunings. Mm -hmm. um, but also I get to display my vocals in a way I think cats haven't really had a chance to hear yet. You know, if you, if you follow me for a while, you probably don't realize that, like, my vocal range, you know, so I feel like that one really, the whole record really goes across the spectrum of my vocal range, but I think that song really hits hits that place, you know, and and, and in that song, I'm trying to pay respect to to Jimmy in that song, I'm trying to play, pay respect to Chris Cornell, and really trying to conjure up a, a Seattle vibe, you know, while still making it my own, and uh, and so I think that I got I got this opportunity to meet that challenge, and, and I think I, I, it came out really, really well, so that's part of why it's my favorite song. It or at least one of them. It's hard to pick one, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but when you talk about vocal range, I mean, take your time, for example. Yeah. Um, still, um, I've been, it's actually on my on-repeat playlist on Spotify now because yeah. I've been listening to it over and over again since Friday. So <laughs> cool. like, oh my God, how often have I listened to this? Wow. That's um, so cool. um, and I think, uh, especially by the end of the song, where you just that scream out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. How was that in the studio? Like, how did that come together, basically? It was the, the very last thing we did in the studio. Like, the, the, to finish the record, that scream was, like, the last thing. And I was, like, the first couple of tries, I was, like, ah! <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Oh, take two, take two. <laughs> you know? But uh, we, we, I just knew it had to be perfect. And it just needed something there to come out of that moment to really get people, you know, change the, the tune of the song, but get people really just riled up, you know, and excited about this moment in, in the song. So that's how it came about. I mean, and, you know, and that, like the instances like that is also, that's the first time cats really get a chance to hear me that way. You know, I don't think people know that I have that high of a range, you know, that, that, that and even in, in take, I mean, if you're listening closely, you take your time too. There's a, um, and the harmonies in the chorus, you know, like there's, I'm singing all the harmonies in the chorus, including there's like a really low bass harmony that I'm singing. So it's like, you know, my range goes from vocally goes from here to here, it stretches out. Um, but I've, I've always been kind of timid to show that. And so I'm, I'm glad to put that on record finally, you know? Yeah. And take me away though. I mean, seriously, this just always makes the cut for me. <laughs> take me away. It's like, it's been the first song I've heard from you and it just blew my mind. Yeah, I, I still I still love that song. I was, I was bumping that song yesterday, and I was like, "Damn, this is hard as hell." I love this song. It's so yeah. hard. It's just, it's it's mantric. You know what I mean? Like it's got some. It's got kind of like this groove that just keeps coming back over and over again, and just drives at you. That's what I love about that song. And also, you know, I there's um that's one of the first instances. So I I know a lot of people talk about spinning circles having like an orchestra in it. I don't know if people realize that there's an orchestra and take and take me away as well. You know, coming in on the second half of the song, people don't realize that, you know, but that's one of my favorite songs because of that. It, me it melds these worlds together, you know, in this really amazing way. Yeah. And since you said you were kind of timid to um, show the world uh, how good you actually are, uh, yeah. same with the lyrics, though. Are you like, have you been for that record developing yourself or like, okay, I got to put out more, I got to be more honest or whatever? 
Yeah, I did. I mean, for sure. That that was. I mean, this record really is the my my way of um, you know showing people who I really am as a person. I, I think I've known people for a long time, but when you go through something like the trauma that I think I, I faced in 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 my life with my relationship with my mom and kind of all the stuff that came with that, um, I think it, it makes people embarrassed. You know, and so for a long time, I think I was really embarrassed and I was really shy. I used to, when I was a little kid, I used to lie about it. Oh yeah, what did your mom do? My mom's a cop. <laughs> What's your mom do? You know, like you're like where? Like we've never seen your mom around, you know. So I would lie about it all the time. Um, but this record for me, and even on, on the Seattle scene, like I've been in Seattle, you know, doing it here for a long time, and I've had a name here for a minute, you know, where, where I could walk down the street and cats recognize me for a number of years before this record came out. And um, but I realized even then, like most people that know me on this scene know me on on a very surface level. Like no one really knows me as a person nobody knows my background I've never, I never talked about it and so this record for me was really important to be vulnerable and real and, get, and give people the opportunity to, to, to get to know Aaron Jones as the person you know and do you actually get messages by now saying like I don't know you but I feel like I know you yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, got, I got a really I got a really cool and free came out about some some cat had hit me up and he says um, he was saying that he, he had a ship and they got shipwrecked and then he got he was locked up in prison or something like that at some point and he, he was falsely in prison and he finally he got out he got freed and cleared of all the charges and he said free was one of those songs that just like hit him in the chest and spoke to him you know uh, and i've got tons of messages like that all, all around man i mean you know the amount of support that people have for this music and just knowing my story just saying yeah i was i was abandoned and i was put in this situation and then i get messages from people all around the world man yeah i was a foster kid too i was in the system this is what happened to me i used to be really embarrassed about these things too you know so i know that it's really getting to people and i know that people really being able to relate to the to the message yeah yeah and i'm i'm sure once the record is out you're gonna get a lot more of these messages <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah be prepared <laughs> yeah. Um, but take me away can you remember when and where you wrote it and in what kind of mood you were in Yeah, I remember where I, when where I wrote it. I wrote it right after I got off this first really big indie tour back in like 20, I want to say it was like 14 or 15. We had a, a really big, this really big tour. Um, I came back and I just had, I had this groove stuck in my head the whole time. Um, but also I was like, I was thinking to myself, like, I really want to make sure the sound is right. Like, I want to make sure I was figuring out how to record records. So I remember getting into the demo studio. And the first thing I did was play this riff, da, 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 you know, and I stacked it up and I was like, oh my God, this is so hard. It was the first time I'd stacked guitars on a record, right? Because I'm, I'm oh, still okay. figuring this out, by the way, right? So I'm stacking these guitars. I'm like, oh my God. And then I finally, I think that song hit so hard. So um, then I took it and um, the song really first made an appearance. Uh, on my second indie record, which was good, but it still didn't have the sauce. You know what I'm saying? Like it didn't really have the the sauce, didn't have like the the ball, so to speak. It didn't have the oomph, you know. And so I, uh, I I I got back in the studio again, and this time, like after having toured and done all these different really gargantuan things in my life, worked with all these different artists and and all that, like I hit this point where I was like, I, I knew exactly what I wanted to sound like, and I got in there, and we just ripped it up, man, and no hoes barred, you know, like, I think the the first go around with, with Take Me Away kind of as, as a, uh, you know, as a song on my on my indie record, it was like, it sounded good, but it sounded like very cookie cutter, you know, it sounded like everything was just in its place, and I was like, that's not how I sound live. Live, I, I sound like I'm unhinged. Live, it sounds like there's no, there, there's a chaotic order to things, you know, and so, We just turned the amplifiers up, man. Let them scream and, and just played the music, you know? Can you remember who you played it first? Yeah, a buddy of mine named Greg was the first person to hear it. 
um, and he was pretty blown blown away by it. And then I played it for Bear Martin, and that's how it ended up on my second indie record. But I'll tell you this: the, the moments that I took it took it into the, la- the final time to like to really like make it sound the way I wanted wanted to. I remember I got a phone call shortly after that. And I'm in tears at this point, you know, because like my, my management calls me and they say, hey, they say, hey man, like you did it, you, you delivered. Like if, if, if an artist, all an artist ever wants to hear is that you delivered. You mm-hmm. you did what you that what exactly what we thought you were going to do, and you you didn't just deliver, you exceeded your expectations. And so I get that phone call, man. He goes, yeah, this is your moment, man. Like we we can use this. Uh, my my everyday guy, my everyday manager, uh, Michael, man, he he didn't um, he had the song in his pocket for I want to say it was for like six months. It was insane before he played it for his boss, you know. And uh, and then he he played the day he played it for his boss. I got that phone call and I'm like I'm like trying to keep it together. I'm like, I'm like thanks guys, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, that's awesome, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he was like telling me all the things that, that that he's basically saying your dreams are about to come true. We're gonna take this. We're gonna, we're gonna be able to pitch this. And then, and then honestly, in a matter of like four or five months, I, I ended up in the graces of uh, Big Machine Barbados Records and uh, John Barbados Records. And, and it was um, that that was it. I mean, then we, we, we hit it with Take Me Away uh, and it became, you know, a number five single in the U.S., which was crazy to me um, for a song that I, I was self-written and, uh, and composed. You know, it was, it was insane. So I, I do remember that. And I remember the impact it had. And that's how we knew that we had to we had to, to drop it as the first single because if if those cats these cats who are at the top of the industry who work with you know the industry's leading artists and musicians and producers and things are, are their minds are blown it's like that's the song that's the one you know so we put it out there and sure enough man I'm still getting messages about take me away you know I don't, I don't even know I don't even know you know it's just it's one of those songs that just hits and it continues to as and the thing about it, it's like my music is is has been growing kind of slowly because people don't really know me yet. And I'm, I'm basically brand new to everybody in the world. Um, but as as the reputation has covered, people got to know me. That song just keeps blowing up further and further and further. I think we're almost at like a million views or something like that for the video, which is crazy. That's my first million will be my first million anything <laughs> to be honest. So I'm like, hey. Yeah. Where's my first million dollars? <laughs> yeah. Where, where's the check, Mr. Like, you got a million streams on Spotify. Here's seventy dollars. <laughs> no, 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 no. You got a million streams. It's different, you know. <laughs> but that's my first million. Yay. But right, how are I'll you gonna? It. Yeah, I'll take it. How are you gonna celebrate on Friday then? Man, I don't know. I I haven't thought about it, man. I keep I, keep, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I realize I haven't really. I'm not throwing a party in Seattle because COVID's been a thing. Yeah. I'll probably announce it or something. I'll probably get on my deck and scream so people can look at me fucking crazy or something. You know, but <laughs> you know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I, you know. I haven't thought about it, man. I know this is a huge moment in my life. I'm kind of just like overwhelmed with the, with the thought of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how to, how to react to it. You know, um, I also am one of these people that like, I'll take a moment to celebrate, but like, I know there's so much more work to do. So I'm just like, this is a moment that I'm going to take to really, you know, I'm going to pop a bottle, I'll drink or probably smoke and hang out and be, be silly and belligerent and get yelled at. And then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> Uh, and then get back to work, man. So yeah, but I'm I'm gonna you know I think my family members are coming over, my siblings. So I have I don't know if you know this, but I have uh, of course you don't. Why would you? <laughs> but I have like I have it's just a siblings. second date, Iron. Right. I'm sorry. That's my bad. My bad. Uh, my bad. Why would you? Of course. Uh, I uh, I have like 15 siblings, and so I think my siblings are gonna come out to uh, my apartment and uh, just gonna hang out with me, man. We're just gonna celebrate a new story for our family. You know, I think it's really hard when you grow up in, you know, poor America, when you're, when you're growing up in poverty, like most of my family is, I mean, you know, we are 
definitely have been affected by the economic situations of, of America and how that pertains to race. You know, my family has been affected by that for sure. So to be the first person to, to make it out of that and to re, to tell a new story for our family and create a new legacy and generational wealth and all the things that, that you know, we've, as a family and as, as a people, have dreamt of, you know, um, since coming to this country, I think that it is, um, it's, we're taking a moment to celebrate that, you know. That's so sweet. That's awesome. And also, I mean, like you said, because it's uh, for your family, it's going to be a big thing. Um, yeah. How important is mercy then for you? Like, Just song that basically... You see, this is what happens with this music, though. I don't even... It's super important to me, but it's like, I'm not even really going to know how important it is until like, until like three months from now when I'm like, oh, crap, because like it's happening so fast, you know? So it's happening so fast i mean like uh mercy actually climbed the charts faster than take me away yeah. and and right and and, and it is now and it got to the top five faster um so i i don't even really know because people are just now catching up i'm catching up to it you know it's the first week we're in the top five and we're already sitting at like uh, four going on three or something like that so but it's it's important to me too man it's, it's important to my story especially because like you know that is the first single i mean it's the first thing song that i've written on my record uh, that i i have on my you know as a single on on my album and, and just like as a uh, a radio single that i worked on with other co-writers you know who are who are leading co-writers in the industry so it was my first time working with those cats and um to be able to contribute and not, not just be a fly on, on the wall in the room but to be able to sit with these people you know for the first time in my career and already just know the language know the process yeah. and for us to be able to mutually have speak that language together and come out with this product that's now you know top on the charts here i mean that, that's also a super blessing for me so all this is really reaffirming you know that uh that i've been on the right track my whole life and that i'm, I'm continuing to do great things you know and I'm just, it's just up to me to really stay humble in that and uh, remember my purpose which is my purpose is to take this gift I've, I've been given, you know, and give it to others because those are the truest forms of gift. Those are the, the greatest gifts are not the gifts that we can hold to ourselves, but the ones that we can share with others. So it's my purpose to, to continue to share that music with people, you know? Yeah. And also, uh, since, since you said that thing about purpose and whatever, um, one line that really stuck with me for some reason, I don't know, is I'm take your time and I know it's hard to forget your past. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, it's a great line, but do you actually think like it's important for your yourself and maybe your well-being or your mental health, whatever, to sometimes forget some things and to move mm -hmm. on? And, yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, like the, the, the past has already happened. You know that like right now you're you're living this moment that's already in the past. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> you know, there it goes again. There it goes again. Okay. And so, you're right. <laughs> so, um, you know, human human minds we we tend to dwell in the past because like that's just kind of how our our brains work. We're always like reacting off the last thing that happened. You know, in in and bringing that forth to the present. So, I think it's so important for us to be able to let things go and forgive and move forward. Man, we can't continue to stay stuck in, in the place we've been in our whole lives. You know, we have, there has to be movement, you know? So I think it's so important, you know? Uh, and when I wrote that line, it's like, I know it's hard to fool. I know it's hard to fool, get you pissed. Um, but smile for the moment I want to make this last, you know? Um, yeah, no, that's not what I say. That's the, that's the second line of the song. No, that's uh, yeah. I said I I know it's hard to fall. Get your, get your, give me your heart. I'll be the best you ever had. Thanks. Yeah, that's <laughs> I was thinking about the first time. I'm like, what the hell? What the hell music is this? Uh, but yeah, I you know, um, give me your heart. I'll be the best you ever had. You know, and and 
it's it's about letting go and moving forward into beauty, man. We move, trying to move forward into something in your life that's really really positive, and makes you feel good. And uh, and that was the whole purpose of that song, you know. And you are in a good place, I guess, right now. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm, always, I'm always in a good place. You know, it's funny. It's like I was talking to some interview yesterday, and they were like, "Yeah, what do you? So how, how are you as a kid?" And, you know, I, with all the stuff I've gone through, I think people expect me to be like full of anger and rage and all these things, you know. And uh, the truth is, is like I've been, I've been, my grandma used to call me Smiley because I'm always smiling and laughing and goofing off, like to a flaw almost. Might be having a serious conversation with me. Look what you did, Aaron! You burned the house down. Yeah, I'm sorry. Quite <laughs> <Probably> bad. <laughs> you know, I didn't mean to. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but it's funny. It's uh, I mean, it's usually like that. Mostly, the people who've been through a lot just value the good things about life way yeah. more, and then yeah. you just kind of focus on that. I mean, that's the yeah. only thing you can do. Is you can't be inside and be sad all the time. <laughs> yeah, you can't. and you, you, you and, and you know that's easier said than done, and for a lot of people, just because you know. Yeah. They're, they're, different circumstances for different people people have gone through a lot of different things in their life and yeah. you know and uh but the the best thing that, that we could do is is take care of each other's mental health and be, be there for each other and and you know try to help each other out and that's it you know and, and this is my way of helping people this is my way of trying to bring some kind of light to to you know some maybe some lives that, that have experienced darkness it's, it's my way of bringing some you know some happiness in people's lives just to you know I'm, I'm overjoyed like it's it's weird because like i think i've talked about this a little bit where it's like you know, because I didn't have parents to put that love into, I'm almost like deep down inside, maybe there's just darkness, you know, but like, I'm always like projecting love out because I never really had a container for it, you know? So like yeah. my container has just been, it's been my music and the people around me and I'm going to continue to push that out. It's like this never ending push of just love and positivity, man. So I'm going to keep pushing that. And I'm sure, or I'm very much hoping that you're going to be receiving all the love in two days when the record's out and uh, me too man me too me too i hope so too of course it's gonna happen yeah. <laughs> ladies if you need my i'm on snapchat if you guys need to hit me up <laughs> you know what it is. But you don't have to run around the streets anymore and be like that's my yeah. music what's up <laughs> yeah. with, like, with the, uh, a billboard of yourself spinning just me doing this <laughs> Yeah, that's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then we're gonna see you in Germany. Soon. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, that, there are already conversations about that. I think that's probably gonna happen sooner or later. I mean, hopefully, hopefully when uh, hopefully everything opens up for you guys. I'm not really sure what your COVID status is right now. Um, we are we're getting pretty close. I think even the state I'm in is gonna be fully opened in on June 30th. So hopefully that's you amazing. catch your are on yeah. the same path, you know, so we're we're getting it here, man. So we're we're starting to make it happen and hopefully everyone get vaccinated. Even the anti vaxxers get vaccinated. <laughs> I hate yeah. the vaccine, get it. <laughs> you know, oh this is a this is a, it's a trick. Yes it is. Get it. <laughs> get it. <laughs> yeah, just get it. Man. Everything from okay. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but once we open up <laughs> uh, I can wait to see you. In yeah, a great yeah. concert venue with a lot of people, a lot of beer, and a lot of fun, and a oh, great yeah. three-piece rock and roll band. <laughs> It's gonna be amazing. I can't wait, man. I can't wait. I honestly cannot wait. I am the more excited to to play music, I think, than anything for people at least. And I've been in the studio, kind of, it's a different process, grinding and you know, laying pallets of sound and ear candy and all that. That's that's one thing. But it's another thing to to get out there and and just rock it out, man. No holds barred. But you gotta rock it out with your family. Oh yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Do you actually oh, yeah. play for your family? You- yeah, I play for them every now and again. They play for me most of them. My kids are always grabbing my guitars and stuff and, and jamming on my stuff, and you know, and they're always like, you know, stomping their feet and screaming and hollering and all, all the good stuff, you know. So, so yeah, I, I do. I'm getting a chance to jam out here. My daughter is um, she's into music, but she's more into into visual art. So she's she's an amazing visual artist. Uh, and then my my two sons are just crazy. <laughs> they're out of it. They're like they're they just like to grab guitars and go. That's it. Wait, okay, a family reunion party yeah. or whatever sometime in the future. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, maybe not this first one. I'm, I'm probably going to lose my mind on this first one, but but, <laughs> but after this one, after I partied, after a, a pandemic and gone on the road and then partied and lost my mind a little bit and then came back, and then they can come on the next one, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> Let me get it out of me for a second first. Well, you got to have plans for the future. Right? <laughs> you sure do, you sure do, you sure do. <laughs> Last question, Iron. Um, yeah. What is uh, your biggest wish for the foreseeable future now? The foreseeable future, my biggest wish. My wish is to play a show for you. That's my, my, my biggest wish right this moment, <laughs> is to be in Germany, we'll play a show, and drink some beers. No, I'm kidding. My, my biggest wish, man, I, I'm, my biggest wish right now, um, I, I just um, I hope that my music is able to elevate the consciousness of the people that listen to it. And that's, that's my biggest hope, because I think that's important for us as a, a species, is to continue to evolve our consciousness and to evolve past these hardships and uh, the strife and, and tribulations that we have created for ourselves. You know, that's my biggest, my biggest wish. Um, if music can be, my music can be a catalyst or a conversation piece for that, then, then that would make me happier than anything, you know. And, and that's it. I just want people to feel good, man. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not religious, but that's just always a good last word. <laughs> yeah, me either. I mean, I'm just saying amen. Whatever. <laughs> Thank you. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts.